Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happen if you say what you want Hello, hello, friends. My name is Suge Burry, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. And, you know, we are being amiss if we don't talk about all generations of topics. Uh, and so I am so excited to bring to you today a topic on grandparenting. Now, hang on, hang on. Don't switch the channel if you're not a grandparent. But maybe this might be the show for you. Many of my friends are experienced, uh, expecting or they are new grandparents. Some of them are experienced grandparents, as Gary Borgendale, with up to 13 or more grandkids. My friend Linda has 10 grandkids. Others are grafted in or adopted grandparents, like myself and my husband with Mr. Henry Kramer. Even grandparent wannabes or those who are mature in age and have younger children in your life, such as a neighbor. Maybe you're connected with a a child or a Kids that are a couple generations younger than you, but yet you're not their grandparent. This is the show for you. And why is that? Because I have two brilliant women on with me today. (laughs) We have Becky Danielson and Carol Olson, and they're going to talk today about faithful grandparenting, practical ideas for connecting the generations. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting us, Shug. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about um, my friends, you guys. They are brilliant. Uh, These are authors of multiple books, um, and they finally decided to do one on grandparenting. It's been long awaited, so I'm so excited that you're able to be one of the first people to hear about it. Um, I'm going to introduce Becky Danielson first, if I can. Um, She is, her favorite title is a mom. She and her husband, Scott, a shout out to Scott have two adult sons and live in the Twin Cities with their beautiful golden retriever dog, which is so adorable. She is formerly a, a former elementary school teacher with a Bachelor of Arts in elementary ed, a master's degree in education, and a licensure in early childhood education and parent and family education. Following Jesus and sharing God's word to equip and encourage families is Becky's life work. She works with parents not only privately in small and large groups and at Christian preschool, working with both parents and staff. Becky candidly shares her life as a Christian wife, mom, educator in small group settings and national conferences. She is the co-author of several books, uh, Raising Little Kids with Big Love, Raising Big Kids with Supernatural Love, Empowering Parents and Putting Faith First. And now they have the fabulous book that we are talking about today, Faithful Grandparenting, Practical Ideas for Connecting the Generations. Thank you, Becky, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're, quite, you're quite well-skilled and educated. I'm, I'm pretty pumped to talk about this topic. Well, I am delighted to be here. You are amazing, amazing, amazing to invite us. Yeah, well, should we just keep talking this way? Let's just keep complimenting <laughs> each other. I think that's all. John, what do you think? Isn't that the way to do this? Uh, yeah, keep well, it going, keep it going. Yeah, I haven't had enough cups of coffee yet, so I think that we just need to keep on uh, uh, blessing each other that way. But i got to get to my next guest, Carol Olson. Miss Carol, she is so, first of all, so highly intelligent. She has taught us and through discerning women um, on the history of the Constitution. This gal is brilliant. And not only that, she's also a grandparent and educated. 
Uh, Since graduating from Iowa State University, Carol has spent more than 40 years in the field of education. She has taught high school home economics, co-authored craft books, uh, and co-directed as well as hosted the cable television program, Mrs. Olson's Neighborhood. You know, I didn't know that, Carol. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a while ago, that's but pretty cool, it was fun. Though. That's pretty cool. As a licensed parent educator, Carol developed and provided oversight for the Edina Family Resource Center, a part of the school district's community education. Over the past 18 years, Carol has taught and lectured both children and adults on American Christian heritage and Christian worldview. This is where she just shines, I tell you. Uh, she has also authored a family book, America's Forgotten Heritage. Carol and her husband, Neil, shout out to Neil. How are you doing, Neil? Have been married for 56, and I love this term, active years. What does that mean? <laughs> Have you had some years that weren't so active? Oh, no. They've all been active. This is what I'm checking. Were there like five years that were like, Neil and I wasn't quite so active at that time? <laughs> no, we, we've We've been having a wonderful life together. We've been very blessed and very fortunate. I love it. And you know, this show could actually be a legacy for your kids and your grandkids, Carol. Did you think about that? I didn't, but that could very well be true. I think so. We have eight grandchildren, four children, one adopted. I mean, it's just a a wonderful family. Yeah, you got a pile. You got a pile (laughs) of peeps. You got generations to come. I'm really excited about this. Okay, we're going to get to the topic, ladies. Um, I could visit with these gals all day long, but I really want to get to the meat of this if we can. So, Carol, you just shared how many uh, children and grandchildren you have. Uh, We already know, Becky, that you have two beautiful sons. They're wonderful. Let me ask this question. What brought the two of you together to write a grandparent book? Where, Where does this even start? Where did that root come from? Carol and I have been friends for a long time through children's ministry at our church, and we we both in working with families across the nation have realized that there's a tremendous need for grandparents to speak into the lives of their grandchildren on uh, not only family history and legacy and such, but in the Christian faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. I think we really started our friendship when we worked together in children's ministry at our church and found that we had so many ideas that were the same and so many missions that we wanted to do with the families of our church. So that's where we began our friendship. And then what happened? Well, Carol became my mentor. Ryan and Eric (laughs) were very young, and I bounced ideas off of her. And I have have a fabulous mom, tremendous mother-in-law, grandparents that were speaking into my life, but to have someone outside of that network that I could talk to, bounce ideas off of, um, exchange thoughts, ideas, and and talk about challenges in parenting and all aspects of life, really. We just worked together on so many things. And I think we both could see that there was a need, that there were some real um, areas of, of disconnect between uh, one generation to the next generation. And we both could see this, and we both um, talked and worked with many families and decided, well, maybe this was time to put something down on paper, and especially some real practical great ideas that would really bring uh, children, grandchildren, and grandparents together. And especially, you know, we always think of grandparents, we think of grandmothers, but we also wanted to be part of grandfathers because we think fathers are very important in the family structure and certainly as a grandparent. Neil, we don't want to leave you out of this conversation. <laughs> right. So we're going to be well. talking about that. Um, you know, I don't you feel sometimes, too, that um, the grandparenting generation oftentimes is kind of a tossed away generation. They, they're like, oh, they're not that active anymore. But that's not true. 
I mean, I think that a lot of my friends that are grandparents, they're rocking it more than ever. Like they're just like like Moses in their older years, you know, it's just amazing. And so I just think there's a lot of blessings that come with uh, maturity people and the older generation. Would you ladies agree? Totally. We, Scott and I are on the precipice. A lot of our friends' um, children are getting married at this point, um, ha- starting families. Grandparents are extraordinarily active. They are busy people. Um, but we have an obligation, I think, to step into that relationship and help these parents out. Mm-hmm. The parents across the nation that I talk to at conferences, there's a need. We need people in our lives that can help us, that can mentor us, that can can step into this busyness and and be there for family members. I love that. Yeah, for for years, grandparents really were not physically able to do much mentoring, and and they just didn't have that ability. But now, because we live longer and because uh, we can do more things, we really can be active in their lives, and that's so special. So when you were writing this book, what was your end goal? To involve grandparents in the lives of their grandchildren, to build connections, to build community, to to, to make relationships that, that lasted and mannered. You know, Carol has the gift of writing from a grandparent's state point of view with her eight grandkids and how she relates to them. For me, I'm writing from the point of view as a grandchild. I had a grandmother. My mom's mom was an absolute rock star grandma. She was there all through my life. And there are bits and pieces of, of our relationship woven through the book. There are bits and pieces of of Carol's relationship with her eight grandchildren woven through the book. But to have to have that tremendous love as a child and someone that not only was there Christmas birthdays and such, but mentored me. I could call at any time. She had the time and she had the desire to be there and teach me and pray with me and 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 be a tremendous role model for me as a woman. I just love that. I love that. Yeah, you know, I I want to say that I kind of look at it the book is sort of like a common sense guide mm-hmm. because you go from being a parent to a grandparent. Well, you think, "Oh, that's easy." But it isn't. It's a real transition to go from one where you are in charge, you are the one uh, uh, guarding the calendar and everything to all of a sudden that's not your role anymore. And so I think that idea of common sense guide to help them work through some of the issues and some of the challenges they're going to have during this time of transition and time of, of uh, grandparenting, whether it be a baby or a out-of-college daughter, granddaughter. Like we have two out-of-college granddaughters, and we have a much different relationship with them than we did when they were, when they were very little and you know, wanted to be with grandma and grandpa all the time. Now they have their own world, so we have to look forward to um, the times that we can spend with them and connecting with them, but it's in a very different way. You know, it's a blessing that you wrote this book because now the learning curve is shortened as far as being a grandparent. When you've got some experience, you've got the opportunity to read. Where can people find this book? This book is going to be available on all of the big book networks. Um, You can get it through Christian Book. You can get it through... Um, Equip Press through Church Leaders. Um, it will be available at bookstores. The bookstore at Christ Presbyterian Church will be carrying it. Um, and then it it can be ordered. Our information on this can be found at FaithfulGrandParenting.com. FaithfulGrandParenting.com. 
Com. Yes, which is also the name of the book. And it took us a while to come figure out what did we really want to call this book. But we wanted the book to, to reflect the fact that we believe that uh, grandparents really have a role in encouraging the following of Christ for the grandchildren that they have in their lives. You know, I think this would be a great gift. I'm going to buy it for my sister, who's a, <laughs> who's a grandma. And I've got some friends that are grandparents, and, um, you know, I just think that would make an awesome gift, whether it's the holidays or whether for birthdays, to give it to somebody. Because you've got so many creative suggestions in the book. Um, you know, what do you consider maybe is the most difficult aspect of being a grandparent today? Well, there, there are a lot of, lot of them, actually. Um, uh, I would say sometimes there are people who are physically unable to be a grandparent as far as being active and getting on the floor with them. And ways that they can connect with them is important. Busyness. Everybody is so busy. That is really a difficult time because trying to set up times. Um, I know from my own experience when I would like to get all my family together. Boy, that's tough because everybody has... Uh, some type of program or schedule that they're going to. And then, of course, we have some children that live far away, and grandchildren being far away is sometimes considered um, a, a real downer, but it shouldn't be because you can connect with those grandchildren equally as well. I always say you're really lucky if your grandchildren live right next door to you or in your own um, neighborhood because you get to spend time with them. But usually it's kind of chaotic time, coming and going and trying to get together. It's great, but it, it does have its downfalls. Uh, then if you have children that are far away, the nice thing is you can go and visit. And then it's wonderful because normally they will say, okay, we're canceling everything because we're going to really spend some quality time with grandma and grandpa. So enjoy whatever stage, whatever it is that um, you're, however you're related to your, your children as far as distance. So, and, and Becky, well, do you and have some ideas? I do. I think, I think the busyness of life, the time piece is, is the most difficult for parents um, to, to weave that time in with the grandparents. So grandparents may, need to be inventive in how they're going to relate to their kids. And I think that's one of the gifts of this book. We have a plethora of ideas for grandparents that live close by, that live far away, that have an unlimited supply of, of time and money for their grandkids and those that are on a, a limited income and are not active anymore. Um, there are ideas from grandparents. We've we've been talking to grandparents and figuring out ideas. We give lots of ideas of how to apply those particular ideas. And and being that this is a guide and an encouragement for grandparents, people can take it and use it any way they want. And there's going to be continued support on faith first or faithfulgrandparenting.com. We'll have additional ideas. We'll have um, updates on ideas from the book. We want people to use it and check off. We provide boxes for each one of these ideas. So as grandparents read through, they can check off the ones that are most um, enticing, the most applicable, things they want to go back to. Flip back through the book, look for the check marks, and choose the ones that you want to do with your grandchildren. I love that. Now, for some of our listeners who are experienced grandparents, on your webpage, is there a spot or an info spot that they can just send a couple of things that have worked for them? Absolutely. Carol and I have been talking about there that there's a uh, Connect With Us page um, on the website where they can send in ideas, and we can take those, add them to 
um, what we already have. We'll have the social media pieces so people can see what's going on and how to implement these different ideas. It's it's exciting. It's really exciting. And I think it's it's really impactful now because parents need guidance. Their grandchildren need guidance. They need people to step into their lives. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that biological grandparent. You know, think of the people that have stepped into um, into the lives of the three of us and those that we mentor. I mean, I'm I'm mentoring parents, especially through COVID. I was mentoring a lot of parents. What do we do? How do we do this? I'm in their lives. I'm in their kids' lives. They come flying to me at church, and I get big hugs, and I love that. I think we can be that grafted-in grandparent like you were talking about earlier in the show, Shug, and that, that mentor relationship for for young parents and parents all the way through when their kids are middle school, high school, college. Mm. I'd like to go back to what you talked about difficulty. And one of the real difficulties is if for some reason your children do not want you involved in the life of your your children. We, We have a lot of fractured families. We have a lot of fatherless families. We have families that are really struggling on their own. And it's it's difficult to uh, figure out how do you relate to them without being um, demanding and without being uh, aggressive to the point where they really want to uh, keep you out of the lives of their children. And we do have some ideas because you can pray for that child or then, and your children. You can pray for them all the time. Say, for instance, one of the ideas that came up from someone who said that um, the parent of their grandchildren is not their child. It was the, the spouse, the in-law. And it was very difficult for her to try and find ways. And she finally decided one thing she could do was do one nice thing every month for this mother that, that she really wanted to connect with. She didn't expect anything in return. She would say, okay, I'm going to make a, a meal. I'm going to send over some something. I don't even have to go myself. I can send it through Amazon. I can send a few cards so that to make sure that this mother understood that what she really wanted was for the benefit of the children and for her and not to be uh, invasive and and try to destroy things with this mother that was not her daughter. Mm. Good ideas, good suggestions. I really appreciate that. What are some other ideas that you have in the book, Becky? Oh, this book is loaded. When when we were preparing for this show, we haven't gone through and counted all I did. Of the boxes. I did. Oh, I did. I went to, and You're we so have studious. over 250 uh, <laughs> ideas, suggestions. I, I was just amazed at how many there were. Why am I not surprised you did that? <laughs> she is so organized. I love that about her. I just love <laughs> yep. that. Well, I have to admit, though, that Becky asked me to do it. <laughs> I didn't the know truth if, is out well, now. Well, well, well. You know, it it it's it's interesting to me that there are so many um, great ideas, and and that people, if they're willing to share it with someone else, you can take that idea and tweak it. Mm. Um, in our family, my my little nieces are significantly younger than than my kids, and Scott and I have not given them birthday presents, Christmas presents per se, we give them an adventure and some little gift that goes oh, along with fun. that adventure. Mm-hmm. And we have adventures in the book that are big adventures, small adventures. Give me an example of a small adventure. A small adventure, We um, the local park, going to a local park and doing 
doing a, a leaf book with preschool kids. Um, with with my little nieces, we went to the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum and walked through the arboretum, saw all of the, the different um, displays that we had or that they had set up, and we talked about everything from from color to texture in God's creation and how all of these things wrapped together. But it was a day just for the three of us, yeah. these two little girls and me. And and on the way home, I asked the girls, okay, would you rather have a gift? Would you rather your uncle and I give you something that you can unwrap and have a big present? And both of them, oh, no, oh, no, Aunt Rabbit, we would much rather go on an adventure because then we they remember the adventure. Aunt what, who? what did they call you? They call me Aunt Rabbit. I thought it, I, I know. That. It's sure. so sweet. Have it you is, heard that before, Carol? No. no not I'll call now. her Rabbit from now on. Yeah, now it's, now it's out on the airwaves. How did you get that name? Long story. It's my mom gave my mom's big on nicknames, okay. and she gave me that nickname when I was when I was a baby. And so, so you're Aunt Rabbit. I'm Aunt Rabbit so to cute. these little girls. But I think the fact that they remember the going and the doing and and spending time. Yeah. I mean, children children need time, but I think adults need time too. The time that we take to talk to a young mom, a young dad. The time we come alongside that young parent that doesn't know how to, you know, fix a hinge on a door. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these little things. We couldn't, I didn't know how to explain, nor did Scott, the dinosaurs in the Bible. Carol and Neil were coming to our house um, early to set up for, for an event for a marriage ministry at church. They sat down, Neil sat down with my boys and explained the Book of Job, the Bohemoth, how the dinosaurs fit in. Talked about the Creation Museum. Then when we went to the Creation Museum, oh, this is where Mr. Olson was telling us about, and they had all this information because he bothered to take the time yeah. to sit down and have that one-on-one conversation and answer questions from these two little boys. You know, you know what I'm noticing as I'm talking with you ladies is that it's a lot of the little things in life that are yes. making a big impact. Well, you know, my job in the, in the book was to uh, uh, query all my friends, relatives about their ideas. But, so the ideas we have, these 250-plus ideas, many wow. of them came from an assortment of people. Some I don't even know who they were. I would sit down at, a, at the doctor's uh, office and, for an appointment, and someone was sitting next to me, and pretty soon I'd start talking to them. i thought, are you a grandparent? <laughs> so the, the ideas are wonderful. One of the great ones, we talked about faraway grandchildren – uh, Grandma Judy decided that she wanted to, she loved book, book, a book club, and she wanted to have a book club with her 10-year-old daughter. And she did, long distance, but they had Zoomed every Sunday night. It was wonderful. There are many other great ideas. That, those, I, I love them. I love them. Ladies, I got way too many questions. You know, I'm a grandma wannabe, plus I'm a grafted-in grandma. <laughs> Would you guys hang on so we can do a part two together? Absolutely. Oh, good. Because I'm going to get into some meaty questions about uh, grandparenting families. What if they don't want you to grandparent? Or what if the kids aren't very open in allowing you to have a connection with their uh, kids? So we're going to get into the meat of that uh, in just a little bit next time that you tune in. But uh, ladies, if you like this show, this is a listener-supported show. Please go to Him For Her Ministries, Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. You will find us there. H-I-M number four, Her him for her, uh, dot org, and you can find that donate button right there on the front page. We can't do this without you. And if you have any suggestions or ideas, 
that you want us to bring to the forefront as well, please send those to us on our info page. Um, This idea was brought to us by a dear friend, and so I thought it was an awesome thing to get these women on to talk about their book. Again, Becky, would you please share with us where can our friends find the book? You can find the book at any online book supply. Mm -hmm. You can also, um, I would suggest going to faithfulgrandparenting.com because we will have links available for anyone to find the book anywhere they're looking for it. I love it. John, I hope you've got that written down in case you need it someday. Jotted it down, Chip. Okay. Well, ladies, you know I love you. And if you haven't said yes to Jesus Christ, maybe today's the day. You just invite him into your heart. Ladies, this is Shugbury, him for her radio, women's hot topics, over and out. You know I love you. Hey, ladies, this is Shugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Suge Burry. You know I love you. Over and out.